0: What's up fool my name is justin cobley and this is the sore losers podcast i'm here with my buddy austin mazer and today we're going to talk about our favorite bmx videos so what's happening man
1: what's going on how you doing
0: pretty good been uh riding a bunch lately I'm yeah. somewhat somewhat burnt out but not really in a bad way
1: where you been riding
0: uh so most recently I went out last night with uh my buddy Dylan O'Leary and he's like one of Johnny Nemesek's homies. He's uh okay. he's super into BMX photography and he's been asking me to like go session and shoot somewhere for a while. Mm-hmm. So yesterday after work we just went out to uh Stony Brook campus, my old college university and You're uh, stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of my favorite places. I love riding Stony Brook. But we ended up riding probably till like 9.30 at night, which, you know, is pretty rare for me. I'm mostly like a daylight biker. (laughs) But, you know, you had all the camera gear and, you know, we had the spots. So ended up shooting a photo probably at like 8.30. So it was a pretty good night. And then before that last weekend... Uh, i really, really overdid it. Uh, we went and rode, um, we went and rode hop hog. So like the classic Ooh, I saw, yeah. long Island industrial, uh, district. And I started the day like with a clip marathon where you I, try a thing over and over and over and like it worked out, but that's kind of just a bad way to start your session yeah. And I got the clip. Yeah. So that was a relief. But also Lewis came through for the day and Lewis is still recovering from his ACL injury. So Lewis mm. was hanging out just as like the filmer and I was, you know, trying to give Lewis something to do. I didn't want him to just be uh <laughs> sideline yeah, looking at his doing phone. Him a favor. Yeah, so I basically was trying to get clips all day and the next day I I couldn't lift my arms up.
1: Yeah. As
0: bad. But I got some clips. Got some uh practice learning some new shit that uh didn't really work out as a clip, but now I can go back. Yeah. So it was a good day. But uh a lot of bikes lately. I'm just tired. More bikes today.
1: Man, on one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's, it's partly the season. It's partly like yeah. Now that the weather's nice and I have daylight. a little more time in my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. extra daylight goes a long way.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I saw I, I saw the Instagram stories that a gang was posting that weekend that you guys were at Hot Pog. Like he was pretty on it posting Instagram stories of like all the, the Hot Pog spots. I was laughing because like I could just tell. Just by these random photos that he was uploading, I was like, "Damn, Justin's on a fucking mission today."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you could always see like, me in the background, like walk, waxing the spot or like it was setting up. It, for wasn't the clip. Even, it was
1: like almost every photo you were just like, almost just like sitting on your bike, like looking at something. And I can just tell, like you were just, like staring at it to like think of either what to do or like how to do what you wanted to do, and you just looked like. Like, it was go time. You were just, obviously, the crew, too, it was just, it was gang, you, and and Lewis. So, I was like, well, obviously, Lewis isn't riding. He's there hanging out. Sure, Justin, like, when you had uh, your hurt foot, and I was there, and we would just go out, we went to, you know, whatever spots, and you just had your little chair, and then I was filming for the my merit video at the time. I feel like one day we went out and I just like, like four clips or something, maybe. And I think it was just me and you and it was just easy. Like, okay, yeah, I'll go here. And uh, I mean, I guess I'm just riding myself. So I'll try and do something.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty similar day to that. It was kind of like, yeah, go to a spot. Camera comes out right away. I'm going to try yeah. this, try it over and over and over. Yeah. Move on to the next spot and rinse and repeat kind of thing.
1: Especially hot pock spots where it's, like, you know them, like, the back of your hand at this point. Like, I mean, we all do. And, yeah, you just kind of go there, ride a bit, and then you're like, oh, yeah, like, I kind of learned this trick, so maybe it works here now. And then you're kind of already in, like, you're not, like, feeling the spot out, really. You already know how it is.
0: Yeah, I think we've ridden hop hog enough to know what to expect I mean, from the spots there. Exactly. So if if you go there with an idea, there's usually like a fairly good chance you can make it happen yeah. versus like right. showing up blind to like a new spot riding.
1: I love Halfog.
0: Yeah, Halfog's good as long as you don't go every single weekend. It's no, it's a pretty I, every, solid you, area. You know, every
1: once in a while just to kind of it's like a refresher almost.
0: It's nice. Yeah, we're pretty excited because the um the yellow like loading dock rail kind of thing. It's like mm-hmm. a truck weigh station with like a yeah. a yellow square rail that sticks up from the edge of it. So half wow. of that spot was open again because there's been like you know big rig been, eighteen I mean, wheelers parked on it for the last like couple years.
1: Yeah, since I've been back, anytime I would try and go there, there's always been. Always been trucks.
0: Yeah, so there at least we lot. could ride the like the left side direction, you know, the side that goes into the bank. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I Which had... re- realistically, like that spot is kind of the main part you would ride if you're not riding everything.
0: Yeah, it's it's not too limiting. It just forces you to not film so many lines there, because otherwise yeah. you can like start from the very first part of it and travel all the way down because there's like. What four or five of those those like yellow rails yeah, least, in a yeah. row, but I had I the brilliant the idea to try to do uh first, it was feeble over pedal five, and I was thinking maybe pedal five one eighty into that kind of mellow mm. bank, but that the pedal five was not locking so good, so then yeah. I switched it over to feeble over hang five to whiplash, and it was just like a little too close to do the whiplash into the bank like
1: yeah like you don't have enough time to like get comfortable in the hang five to then set up the whiplash
0: yeah because this is the last rail in the line of them and it's like yeah. the rail is maybe Fairly close eight or ten feet and then you have like another six feet before the bank yeah. and i was just like you know getting into the hang five kicking the whiplash and then running out of bank and having to like yeah you know, try to like jump for the the pedals early and like it just I had to give up on that yeah, one. Ended up trying another trick after that for easily an hour plus and that only like half worked out. But yeah, it was a marathon day. I'm still like recovering from that, even though I rode <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so you rode that that crazy like reservoir spot. What was up with that?
1: uh yeah so yesterday we were kind of just a normal chill session just kind of riding random shit around and uh we were pedaling on the way to like this little like kind of park plaza type spot that's on the side of a you know like a huge kind of like river canal kind of thing that kind of runs through the city and i mean normally most like almost every day it's just you know water flowing through there whatever but we passed it last night and we realized that it was like completely dry because i guess every now and then maybe they you know cut water supply off or wherever it comes from i don't know how it works to to clean it like there was a a skid steer in there and just like kind of mounds of dirt on the sides of the wall so they were in there and kind of straightening up and like shit let's go down and you know, they have like an entrance ramp somewhere over there too. Almost like a, like a loading bay type thing for, you know, for the skid steer, for example, like, I guess for equipment. So we just went down there quick and it's like a huge kind of like roller bank. Like pretty big. It's shitty because it's not what you'd expect with like a, a normal, almost like damn spot you know, like the classic dam spots that you see that are this big roller bank, and it's just kind of concrete.
0: I think there's like a Uh, couple in Vegas that get rid of it. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is kind of a, like, rubble, dirt, pretty sketchy. Like, you need to go down straight, but it's like, you know, it kind of has the hump, and then kind of just go straight down, and then there's a little transition at the bottom. So going straight down is, you know, fairly sketchy, and then if you try and go on the side, chances are you're going to slip down it. And, I don't know, crazy spot, and then they have these kind of, like, little ramp-type things at the bottom. And, yeah, it was just a short little thing, kind of went in there quick. Uh, a couple of homies just, like, rode down it. I was kind of, like, doing a little air and then doing a little wall right on the side. But, With a backpack back on? Rebel Run hit for a few minutes and then pop
0: out. Also, oh, you guys didn't have like a no, full session in a, there, a like session. you. No, no. Yeah, because they, like, they were kind of in the process of doing like maintenance work, and that was probably the only reason it was dry.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. So you just had yeah, to so like I, get I, a quick. I just had my in. backpack on. I was just chilling. Yeah. But it was sick.
0: Yeah, that's one of those spots that like you don't even have to do anything crazy. It just looks like it was just
1: fun to just because, I mean, since I've been here, since I've been coming here, you always pass it. You, you know, you always say like, damn, like it would be sick to, you know, just ride it. So to get the chance to finally just at least ride in there and just go on the bank and stuff, it was fun. But actually, uh, I want to say it was last year or something, I'd seen a video It was a trick from last year that I saw on Instagram recently of a skater dropping in from the side walls into the bank, which I don't even know. I can't even tell you how high like it is on the wall from the top of the bank. Maybe like, I don't even know.
0: So you're saying like maybe. like he dropped in on like the vertical wall and then he, rode So into it was the, a vertical like it was a
1: wall. The... It was a wall and he did like a bomb drop or whatever into or maybe there was enough space on the wall to skate and then ollie into it. I got to gotcha. try and find the clip I'll send it to it send it to you later but Yeah, either way that's I, pretty big it, drop. It, it's but like seeing it on the on on Instagram and stuff and it's like knowing the spot like oh that's crazy but then to see it yesterday i was like that's really fucked up
0: yeah it gives you like a new level of respect for what actually happened versus just seeing the clip
1: exactly but yeah just there for a bit and chilled and not much
0: sounds like a good day though i saw uh, what is what is homies island i keep seeing that uh that name that's like uh
1: I guess like it's like the, the crew here. Like that's their little, little squad.
0: That's the Mallorca crew. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Who's so all, all in that, up. in that squad?
1: You got Juan, Fran, Alex, uh, shit. I mean, A bunch. It's hard to name all of them just because there's a lot that I, you know, see on a consistent basis, like Juan Fran, Alex, Charlie, you know, a bunch. And then like some that I'll see every now and then, you know, Danny, Google. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like a rotating crew. It's like uh, not just a strict list of uh, team members, but uh, guys that come and go when they're. uh, Yeah. When they're riding more exactly. and less?
1: Yeah. No, but solid crew.
0: And do they do like filming stuff or is it mostly like for Instagram? and?
1: Uh, uh, I mean, Fran is like, or Quan rather, is the, uh, you know, he's the one that's been helping me film this recent Skate Pro video. So he's kind of, I guess, the filmer photographer of the group. You know, he's got the, the camera set up. He's got his photography set up. I think they, they put out a little mixtape on YouTube maybe like a few months ago.
0: Nice. I got to check that out. I uh, wasn't aware. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he kind of takes care of that. and Yeah.
0: Sounds cool. Sounds like you have a pretty good setup there.
1: Yeah. That's see. A-
0: I'm sure it's not the same as uh, riding with us, having Craig (laughs) to complain all the time riding with.
1: No, definitely not. Definitely not.
0: So anyway, we're going to talk about uh, some of our favorite BMX videos today. And I think, what do we have, three total that we're going to uh, maybe try to cover? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's the list we've got? I think uh, maybe we'll go in like chronological order somewhat.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, well, we got Bright ain't Ready. We got Let's Get Mystical. And then we got Talk is Cheap.
0: Yep, and I think that of,
1: was uh, the list.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was my list. Yeah. So yeah, what kind of surprised me is that all those videos are actually from around like a similar time period and like in my yeah. head brighton ain't ready is like way older and then let's get mystical mm-hmm. is like somewhere in the middle and then talk is cheap is like the closest to like a quote-unquote like recent video but yeah. uh let's see do i have the dates yeah, uh so-
1: brighton ain't ready and let's get mystical i think both came out in 2009
0: 2009 yeah so yeah very very different videos very different just like formats Styles, and
1: format yeah
0: even like which the, is, the camera gear is is drastically different
1: yeah which is funny when you compare when you watch the two of them you're like oh like bright Ain't ready is definitely from at least like two two years or however many years like before let's get mystical so it's funny that they both came out at the same, same time.
0: Yeah, and then cult talk is cheap, was uh three years later, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because bright and ready is filmed on VX's, so standard yeah. definition. Then let's get mystical was like a little bit ahead of its time with like HD cameras Perfect. and some like I think so yeah. glide cam, you know, gimbal style filming. And then talk is cheap kind of went back the other way again. And that's filmed on VX's mostly VX 1000 for all the fisheye footage, which is just like timeless. And, uh, Ryan Navasio just handles it so perfectly that, you know, it's, it's probably the best VX footage is ever going to look.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it is funny, though, how kind of went in the, I mean, like you said, like Brightening Ready, you know, super, you know, standard definition, and everything. And then all of a sudden, ahead of its time, Let's Get Mystical comes out and it's like, you know, super cinematic, HD. I feel like, it, I mean, at the time I hadn't really seen a video like this kind of, with this production level and then and then yeah talk is cheap again with standard definition but a different feel to it
0: i feel like they all have some level of like kind of a cinematic element that makes them kind of special yeah. to me like even Brett' yeah, ready sure, yeah. like ed allen especially like his intros have always been mm-hmm. like really really clean yeah. and like well composed and like um, the either. intro to Brighton Ain't Ready, he uses uh, that Interpool song that just, yeah. to me, is like such a perfect intro and, you know, all those shots of like the Brighton Pier and like the flocks mm-hmm. of birds like floating around through the air. And Yeah. Yeah, I love that intro.
1: Yeah, it kind of carries, that style kind of just carries throughout the whole, you know, with the birds and the pier and all that.
0: Yeah, there's even, like, some riding clips that are just filmed in, like, really scenic spots that, like, you can see kind of, like, the Brighton landscape really well.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: But that video yeah. also introduced me to, like, some of my favorite riders even still. Like, Dakota Roche has the, the, opener, the opener section, which... Uh,
1: yeah, that one's classic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's such a timeless part. Like it's crazy cuz his style now has become you know, a lot more technical and like he still yeah. he still is like a pretty burly rider, but but that part, you know, he's I think he's riding two pegs and a cassette. Two pegs and it's yeah. like cassette. a lot of a lot just like wall ride 180s and like mm-hmm. I don't think there's a single bar spin. Yeah, maybe not. It's pretty uh it's pretty grind focused but it's it's just yeah. simpler like it's it's
1: yeah exactly it's like that it's just a lot simpler kind of like you know just the classic simple grinds good wall rides spin tricks
0: yeah a lot Where of it's like now, obviously, scare it's a riding. lot more
1: yeah but obviously now you know, with the the change of just kind of street riding in general, just you know, four pegs, free coaster, a lot of more technical grinds.
0: Yep. But what I found was interesting is another one of my favorite sections is a uh, Carl Pointer, and yeah. I never really thought about like how ahead of his time he was with his setup right. and like just with his obscene level of bike control.
1: Yeah, the setup, the fakey manuals. I mean, the four pegs Yeah, I don't know. The sliders.
0: Yeah, yeah, that the intro slider clip is like yeah. still one of my favorite clips. Like he just yeah. does a super super long like downhill path walkway slider mm-hmm. up to like uh the stair set that like yeah. I feel the like everybody set. threes in that video. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, I mean the video's fun like I like that video because there's such a wide range of people in it and obviously it's all kind of centered around the same area. So throughout the video, you're going to see the same spot a handful of times, but it's cool to see the way that, you know, certain people approach the same spot. I mean, I like that aspect, but then on the other hand, you, I mean, obviously for the time period and everything, you just get a lot of like the 360 down the set, this set that looks like the other 12 stair sets that someone three down.
0: Yep. Uh, hold on a minute. My dog is being a prick and barking, so I'm going <laughs> to pause on my end. Hopefully we can, we can do this seamlessly. All right, the dog is out. We can resume.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't hear the dog, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think my mic picks it up, though. Mm, okay. It is what it is. So, yeah, Brighton and Reddy was cool because, you know, it wasn't just one brand, one team. It was, yeah. I guess it was based on 70s Distro and, like, all the companies that they supported. So it was like mm. the Kink team was there. Sean Sexton was one of my favorite parts. Uh, it must yeah. have been Fit at the time, it's who Dak rode for. Yeah. Um, I guess Eastern, if it was Carl Pointer. Um, definitely Federal, because Federal is a big 70s Fair brand. Right, right. I think even still, that's their like main distro yeah. in the UK. But it was cool because they just, uh, I forget, in Mm -hmm. the intro it shows how long they did the project for, but I think it was for one month they just like rented an apartment in Brighton. And then each company would just send their team riders there to film for like a week or two at a time. And then that's kind of how the project came into existence. Ed Allen was the filmer editor for the project. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he also did a lot of the, like, early federal web videos that, you know, to me were, like, some of the first, like, really successful web BMX videos that, you know, weren't hard copy DVDs.
1: Right. What, you know what year, like, that, uh, the, you know, the classic, like, Ty Morrow, Dan Lacey video came out?
0: I'm not sure. Um, I want to say that was a little bit later. Because yeah. I know Taimara wasn't on Federal yet when no, Brighton ain't yeah. ready came out. But anyway, Brighton ain't ready is an amazing video. If you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely worth a watch. It's on YouTube in full. If you just search like Brighton ain't ready BMX, you should be able to find it.
1: Yeah. And uh, I feel like I should mention, since we're talking about it, just bring up briefly the uh, second iteration of Brightening Ready.
0: Yeah, that definitely deserves an honorable mention.
1: Yeah. And uh, what are your thoughts on how it turned out?
0: You know, it was just different than I expected. Um, It was a different filmer, um, blanking on his name. But he just did you,
1: had. Just start with a Zach. With a Zach something.
0: I don't know. I would just be taking a I guess. Like,
1: I, I want to say his last name was King.
0: Oh yeah, I think I want to say it was Mike King.
1: Mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, some something King.
1: Mike King be biking. <laughs> Very nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, the second one, uh, I think I would probably enjoy it more now. But being like kind of a, a fanboy for the first one, I, uh, did, I even I like did. bought the like DVD set off eBay because uh, it used to be kind of hard to find the full video. It used mm-hmm. to just be like each part was on YouTube. Like yeah. you could watch Dak, yeah. Carl Pointer, Dan Lacey. Yeah. Uh, but it was all separate. So I have the DVD and yeah, Brighton and Ready too. solid. Um, <laughs> definitely a different a different group of riders too which made it kind of cool yeah.
1: well cuz it was more when did that one come out like 2016 maybe
0: 17? yeah i try to look it up real quick but definitely a little more but obviously it was day. more
1: of the yeah more modern set of riders but i mean I, I can't remember, you know, who exactly was in it, but I'm sure there was some people from the first one. I'm sure Dan Lacey was there.
0: Yeah, I remember Tony Hamlin had like Tony a Hamlin. lot more footage in the second video, which I was hyped on. Yeah. He's always been like a favorite rider of mine.
1: Yep. Your doppelganger.
0: I don't know about that, but I've met him a few yes. times and he's a super cool dude and even yeah. like you know, after meeting him at Jams, he, like, recognized me and always said what's up, which I always appreciated. Yeah,
1: yeah it goes a long way.
0: So Bright and Ready, uh, filmed on, I think, VX2100 and Century yeah. Mark II fisheye. So the fisheye that doesn't have the vignetting on it, which to me is is pretty good. But, you know, I definitely prefer the vignetting look it's a little bit wider yeah uh so then you know that's you know all filmed handheld cameras uh at mm-hmm. the same time mutiny let's get mystical was being filmed by Joe Simon who I, I think the story goes he was like a wedding videographer photographer so those guys usually have like kind of the latest and greatest like technical equipment yeah so he was filming on HD cameras Uh, I think it was like Panasonic, like camcorder style cameras and glide cams, which at the time was like, you know, he's probably one of the first dudes to use them to film BMX. But he was a professional and used them very tastefully, in my opinion. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. the gimmick. It wasn't every
1: clip you just see him running behind with the fish, you know?
0: Yeah, and that video too. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize it, but a lot of the footage, like especially the trail footage, was actually shot on 16 millimeter film cameras. So whenever you see that footage, that kind of has like that softer, kind of grainier look, and uh, there's actually no audio from the riding. That's 16 millimeter. Yeah. Which has a really special look to it, and I think it goes along with with HD footage really well. Like it yeah it just has such a different look, and it like it evens out the feel of the video,
1: yeah, I agree. I feel like it kind of brought the whole video together and in a way,
0: yeah, I feel like that like video, it wasn't it
1: wasn't just so in your face high high definition, it was a nice kind of balance,
0: yeah, I feel like that video is a lot of like you know, very dramatic and like kind of sort of in your face kind of editing and writing so that when Mm -hmm. he switches over to like the trail section with the 16 millimeter, it just is like a nice, like calm point in the video that like adds a different element to it.
1: Yeah and
0: yeah also especially
1: with like the trail section and everything it just kind of made it work that much better
0: yeah for sure and the lineup of that team is like to me is so legendary now like yeah obviously you've got randy taylor rest in peace another one of my like all-time favorite riders yeah a couple others Ryan Smith, George Boyd, Hanson Little, Josh Bedford, Justin Simpson, and Andy Martinez. Think that's that's the main, the main group Brandon in the video. Brandon Horace, did you say? Oh yeah, Brandon Horace. Yeah, yeah, you can't forget him. No, dude, he's he's doing stuff in that video that's still, yeah, pretty rarely seen. Like pretty definitely the groundbreaking shit. Downs- the
1: Downside Peg King.
0: Yeah, yeah, that trick still has been evading me up to now. I'm still working on working my way fact, toward those. At this those. point, I don't
1: I think at this point I don't I don't know if I'll ever land one. It's just like I have this this little short circuit in my brain that every time I go to hop in from the double peg, my foot comes off. And it, I can't it is See, I'm
0: impossible. pretty sure I've seen you do one at Tanner Park. But that one's maybe a little bit questionable because your tires, I think, hit the bank behind it.
1: Are you talking about on the little sub thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. My dog's freaking out again, by the way. True to form.
1: I mean, on a quarter, on a quarter pipe, I've never been able to keep the foot on
0: Yeah, the quarter pipe is like another level of commitment. I'm definitely never... Never even like remember, committed to trying those ones, but I've done like the bank ones kind of like you where it's your tires kind of touch the backboard and it makes yeah. it a little bit safer feeling.
1: Yeah. You like pretend that you're able to do. them.
0: Yeah. So Brandon Horace, uh, amazing yep. rider and also super tall rider. I feel like that always makes, yeah. makes it harder. He's, got, he's easily sure. like a six-foot dude. And back then, bars were not 10 inches tall like they are now. No. So you could tell his bike is like significantly smaller in proportion yeah. to him. But yeah, he's, he does a hop decade. He yeah. does just a bunch of badass like handrail clips, like some mm-hmm. big rails. Yeah, that video just. So I rewatched it this morning. It's amazing how like well rounded the whole video is. Yeah. Like, there's amazing street riding, handrails, drops, everything like that. Trail riding. There's rail. There's like technical street, like some plenty of ledge work. Like George Boyd does some awesome yeah. ledge combos that uh that I feel like got kind of overlooked. But there's trail riding obviously there's like a full caddy section and throughout the video there's you know park clips i don't know if there's like a yeah. full park section but there's that, i think that it's also just park. like some
1: transition clips and kind of sprinkled throughout
0: yeah i feel like the one that always stands out is like that big concrete park that like Nikki croft i think another another rider we forgot yeah. to mention but he's got the ender section in brighton ain't ready in brighton, as well I mean, yeah. yeah but he he just like is ripping. That huge concrete park, and he does that one tabletop out of that. uh, It's got to be like a 10 10 plus foot quarter. Mm -hmm. So there's just overall awesome riding in that video. It's just a good watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Ren Taylor, like definitely the reason I learned nose manuals, just seeing him do crazy i don't know where matt like nose manuals and stuff and like i remember watching you know his clips and stuff in let's get mystical and seeing him do it was like a it was kind of a curve ledge and he did i think he was hop over kind of like a you know perpendicular curb nose manual to then hop over one on the other side of the the uh the ledge I remember when I first saw that, I was like, what the, like, I just couldn't even comprehend, like, one, like, controlling the nose manual, like, around this curve, holding it that long, and then to then hop over something at the end.
0: Yeah, that clip stood out to me, too. I think it was, like, around the curve of a a three-block kind of stair set. Yeah. uh And up on one of the steps, there was, like, a lip that made it a little bit higher to, like, get onto the step. And he does like a kind of like an in and out nose manual,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's pretty long. Like you said, it's like a little bit curved, and he just does it perfect. Like at a time yeah. when nose manuals were like pretty pretty rarely seen.
1: Also, did he was it in Lescano Mystical when he did the nose manual on the the uh, Texas Sea Ledge?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Austin Sea Ledge. Yeah that was a classic too dude the classic he does the nose manual around it and then he goes uh maybe i'll misquote him here but he says like let's go see some titties at the strip club which <laughs> is <just, laughs> fucking hilarious
1: yeah i remember that
0: it's cool because that video like as you know professional and cinematic as it is it also it has, has on, like uh... some funny b-roll and like yeah you know it's not perfectly polished,
1: and uh, I was gonna say before I love how the the video is kind of sectioned out in terms of like where they've gone, like they had the I think it was the Texas section and then England, and uh, I'm blanking on where else, but
0: yeah, so they did England, Texas, the Midwest, and then. Uh, Pennsylvania, which was like the Caddy trail section yeah,
1: yeah. but yeah, I feel like it was nice because it wasn't just like you know 50 minutes or whatever of just you know all the riding but then it wasn't all right Randy Taylor section this person' section this like it was still sectioned out but in a way where everyone had clips together. There was, you know, session clips of, you know, the same spot. I don't know. It was a way to break up the video, but without kind of just a single person going at a time.
0: Yeah. To me, it also kind of made the video feel like a little bit of like a travel log. Like I felt like you kind of got to like experience the trips as the team did. Like, there's plenty of footage of them, like, you know, sitting on trains or just, like, in apartments, hanging out, like, killing time, drinking coffee in the morning, like, but it's not heavy-handed where it, like, Mm -hmm. was boring. Like, it just, yeah, it was very well done.
1: Yeah. The soundtrack.
0: Dude, the soundtrack is, like, is legendary. Yeah. I don't think there's really, like, a bad song in that whole video.
1: I love the. I think it was the Soldier Boy song. I forgot. It might have been like the ender of the Texas section. I forget. But I just love like just the kind of flip in in the style of music. Yes. Like it just out of nowhere, like Soldier Boy. Tell to- <laughs> turn my swag on. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's the turn my swag on song, and it's it's just so funny. Like, I think it's Ryan Smith. And it works. He does that like big wall ride and there's like a bunch of like little kids all hanging out yeah and they're all like so stoked like they're jumping in front of the camera they're like yo that's how you do a trick like yeah and then somehow in the same video there's tom petty which classic song pink floyd electric president like there's such a a pretty wide range of different genres, and it all, it fits together really well. It
1: works so well.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, did Joe Simon do many other, like, projects like this after? Like, I know he filmed other Mutiny web videos, like, shorter form ones, but I feel like this was his one, uh, like, big video project that...
1: I mean, afterwards, there was uh, Stoked on Being Pumped,
0: was that after? But, I thought this was that was before. Oh, it might have been before. I'm pretty sure actually. that was I don't before.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I fucked up. It happens.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. So then afterwards, I don't know. If it wasn't stuck on being pumped, then I can't. I can't think of what else it would be. Because then was the the mutiny kind of HD web edit? Was that? after? Let's get mystical or before.
0: Pretty sure that you was know, before. Before too. Yeah, cuz I think that was like 2008. I think it might be even in uh, the yeah, like, true. description.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it might have been,
0: yeah. Yeah, I feel like that I was like of, the predecessor. Kind of that sort of like yeah. led them to making this full length. Like when mm-hmm. Joe Simon kind of realized that he was onto something, like filming BMX in like a different Dude, way, I mean, like making it look really good.
1: Dude, that video, I feel like kind of. I mean, at the time it was. I don't know. I feel like you didn't see web videos like that. So then, I mean, I just remember w- watching that video all the time.
0: Yeah, that was on I heavy like, rotation for but, sure.
1: I feel like it kind of took off. It
0: was so crazy because yeah, at the time, just, like you said, at the time it was like so exclusive to make a video with like. HD equipment because at the time we were all filming on, I think that was when we were still filming with like Toad and like the East Islip crew. So we were filming not even on VXs. We were filming on like mini DV, like dad cam camcorders, like basically capture cams with clip on fish eyes and like Toad, you know, to his credit, you know, he was into the the video production. Like he was doing it through high school. Mm -hmm. So like, he definitely made the best of like the gear that we had, but yeah. we, we, none of us had like the means to make like HD video parts. And it was just, you know, to see that produced at the level that Joe Simon did was, was just like mind blowing at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that the mutiny, you know, the classic HD web video, that video got like a couple million views, like, Especially at the time when like videos going viral wasn't such a a thing.
1: Yeah, I I actually watched it the other day. I want to say it almost had like 5 million maybe.
0: 5 million, geez.
1: I could be blowing that out of proportion, but...
0: Nah, it's definitely in the ballpark of uh, the M's. But that video...
1: 5.6 million. Huh? 12 years ago how many 12 years ago yeah 5.6 million
0: 5.6 yeah pretty solid and i think a lot of those views are like you know vintage views like you know from when the yeah. video and i mean
1: this is as is posted on a, a random account hardcore bike you know i don't know i don't huh. remember where it was originally posted but i feel like it wasn't hardcore bike
0: no no it, it probably was vimeo Cause back then Vimeo like yeah, was actually was competing with YouTube for the crown of like who's gonna be the um the yeah. online video host kind of thing. What you got going on back there? No, it was construction stuff. I was
1: doing a bit of research to make sure I was wrong about Stoked on Being Pumped it came out gotcha. in two thousand seven.
0: Just hearing like some hurricane sounds in, in my <laughs> headphones.
1: <laughs> so yeah, 2007 stoked. I'm being pumped. So you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I figured.
1: And then I tried, I was trying to find something like Mutiny full length after let's get mystical, but I wasn't really finding much.
0: Gotcha. So then a couple of like years after later, that they
1: just kind of just continued with just the web pieces.
0: Yeah, I think they focus more on the web stuff after that. Yeah. So yeah, continuing on from "Let's Get Mystical," uh, talk is cheap definitely deserves some uh, some recognition. I don't I don't think it's it's a sure. slept on video by any means, but no. that's that's another all time favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, VX is like we said the the classic one thousand MK one setup no from Navaz. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The legendary you know, the, the skateboarding gold standard setup. Yeah. The X One, MK one.
1: Yeah, so that you know, obviously the soundtrack too was a big part of it. I feel like the the video as a whole had a, a really good sort of vibe to it.
0: Yeah, it definitely has like a like a feel good kind of vibe to it. Yeah. That it's just really enjoyable, and you know, talk is cheap Some is more like a there. classic DVD where mm-hmm. you know each rider has their own section and it's a little bit yeah. more you know sticking to that format. But I think every single section the song fits the writer and like the so editing well. so perfectly. Like even, yeah. even there's songs that I don't really like the song that much. Like Trey Jones song.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it's
0: like kind of like grating and like, it's just kind of like shrieking, weird, crazy song, mm-hmm. but it fits so well. And I, can, I still yeah. enjoy it like in the context of the video, but it's not a song I would like listen to listen to driving it. in the car or something.
1: No, I agree. Yeah, and like, obviously, like, Dax whole intersection of those songs is a bit more, like, kind of heavy. I, I forget the song, but...
0: Yeah, they're, like, but, almost on like, metal songs. Yeah. And that, that part is so heavy with all the, like the roof riding and the, the huge wall rides and drops and like it fits perfectly.
1: And it's funny when you think like just, what was it? Three years before brightening and ready. And then obviously the different, different style of project and everything, but just the variety in what he was doing and talk is cheap.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to think too, how much changed like company wise and sponsor wise, because yep. pretty sure Dak and you know a whole bunch of the Cult guys were still unfit at the time, so that that yep. transition happened somewhere in between those two videos. And even you know Cult put out that first semi full length "Let Them Talk," and I feel like "Talk Is Cheap" was like the evolution of that, and like it really. Yeah. I don't want to say like perfected, you know, the the brand and the team and everything, but it was like the next step and mm-hmm. cult becoming kind of solidified it more are. in a way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And again, like Navaz, you know, has that, that cinematic style that, you yeah. know, isn't overdone. And he he didn't use sixteen millimeter. He filmed a lot of uh Super 8 footage which is a smaller video film format. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just did it so well. Like it's it's used pretty much pretty heavily in the intro and then it's sprinkled yeah. throughout the video, some like lead in clips and like some other B-roll. But the intro I think is like, I want to say it's like 95% Super 8. Pretty sure it's, it's pretty much all Super 8. and
1: Yeah, you're probably right on that.
0: And it's expensive. Uh, it definitely requires like I remember a, p- a brand remember and a project. Into,
1: yeah. I, I remember that? there was a, a point in time when you were, I don't know about recent, but you were looking into it to kind of mess around with and stuff. But I think it was just maybe just the cost of everything, just to get a few seconds of footage. I think it was was, it was just not cost efficient just for, you fucking around on a, a web video or like a whammo video you know
0: yeah so i actually filmed some super 8 footage for the the whammo second wind video yeah i was gonna and ask you that actually so i once got a super 8 camera but if you want to buy like a tested working like a canon branded one or nikon they cost a few hundred dollars easily like i think two three hundred bucks is is uh to get a nice tested working one. So I wasn't really sure if I wanted to mm-hmm. to put that any kind of money into it, because then the the running costs, I'll I'll explain in a minute, is pretty expensive too. So I found a Super A camera just on eBay. Or actually no, it was Craigslist. Like mm-hmm. a couple towns over and it looked like it was in pretty good shape. It wasn't like completely moldy and dirty. Uh, and was it was it for like twenty bucks. No, nah, I was untested,
1: hmm. but well, cheap enough to where you're like, okay, yeah, let's get in. Yeah, let's so see. so
0: I showed up and just looked at the camera and like popped open the battery compartment because a lot of those old cameras,
1: yeah, like, functionally like they're or... fine,
0: but if the battery uh, compartments corrode, uh, you you just can't you can't get them to power on anymore. You can't get right. the batteries to connect at the terminals. So this camera. You know, I popped open the battery compartment. It looked pretty good; like it needed to be cleaned, but uh, the the viewfinder had some fungus, some haze in it. But the actual like glass elements of the lens were pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: maybe they were a little bit, a little bit hazy, but I knew it was going to be probably usable. So anyway, I uh, I brought this Craigslist camera, got some batteries in it, and. Super A cameras, you know, have reels of a foot of film. It's small, but it still requires a motor to to run the film through the camera. So popped in batteries, you know, the light meter was working so it could do a proper exposure. Um, I could hear the motor was running and it would change for the different frame rates. So I was like pretty hopeful that the camera would work. And, uh, long story short, I shot one cartridge or film through it, which is, uh, three minutes of recording time and the cartridge itself costs you about 50 bucks. And then to get it mm. developed and scanned is another 50 bucks. So for three minutes of footage, it's a hundred dollars to shoot super eight and just ballpark figure. And it turned out that my camera, even though it sounded like it was working. I'd had some kind of issue with the shutter where you know it's probably because the motor was not running at a consistent speed or it wasn't synced up. the motor wasn't synced up with the shutter that that actually makes the exposure. So mm-hmm. my footage it turned out like there there were clips on the uh, the film, but they did this weird blurry like double exposure kind of thing where it would kind of like repeat every like second or two where it would like you'd see the the person the rider whatever in the footage and then it would go blurry and like pretty much go completely blurry gradually and then it would come back and you know i ended up finding some snippets in there that were usable as like b-roll and uh you know i i did the best i could but i was just kind of kind of disappointed by you know the camera failing me and the money it costs to uh just to get that crummy footage yeah. so i n- i never explored it further but actually supposedly grant c has a uh, a super A camera that's been collecting dust so i got i got to badger him and maybe he'll sell it to yeah. me cuz he said he was down like a year ago and then i think he just <laughs> forgot Maybe he's hoarding it. We'll see. But I would like to play with Super 8. It's just an expensive process. And I feel like you need to have a specific project and like a budget for Mm -hmm. it. Even if it's not a budget from somebody else's money, you have to like put aside 100 bucks, 200 bucks and say, this is for this project. Shoot it, send it off and use the footage because otherwise you're just you're just burning money.
1: Yeah, it's hard to justify just using it for a little personal project that, you know, like a random web video that homies or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably not worth-
1: To consistently do and, you know.
0: Yeah, it's probably not worth filming Super 8 footage for Instagram. Yeah. I would just be slightly, slightly overkill. I'm sure people have done it though.
1: It would
0: be a flex. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, what's uh, what do you think is your favorite section from Talk Is Cheap?
1: Uh, Alex Kennedy's maybe.
0: Okay, yeah, that would be my pick. Yeah, Chase to heart though yeah. definitely is like.
1: I mean, Chase D, pretty pretty high. Yeah. And Dax, I mean, Dax is insane.
0: Yeah, honestly, that, that's but one of those I videos like... that there's no skips in the whole, like, you, no. you, I can watch that video start to finish, and there's yeah. no even, like, I'm trying to think, is there, like, a, an exact, like, mix section?
1: A mix section? No.
0: Is there no I'll mix be... section? Yeah, because... I have Oh, I that mean video. little
1: little John, like there's a little John section that then turns into I don't know if it's a Little John section. I mean you got like Nick Sebasti and then uh I wouldn't say I guess maybe it's a I guess you maybe you called him Nick. I mean just like uh I guess maybe the am section, if you will. Like is Peludo.
0: Yeah, it's different because it's not it's it's kinda coming back Arizona. to me. It doesn't feel like a long mix section where it's, no, like, it's like 50 different riders. It's more like a transition no, it's like a few clips between from sections and dudes, I think. Yeah, it's like a short mix where only like a handful of clips kind of made the cut to actually go in.
1: Mhm.
0: So yeah, no skips. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing project.
1: But yeah, definitely I would say 8K's is definitely my favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah, the songs, just his overall Yeah, I would say it's like the whole, the
1: way the whole section and then just like the kind of, I feel like it made me think about things differently in terms of writing. Like just the way he was doing certain things, you know, Free Coaster, Four Pegs, the way he would approach spots, like, oh, shit, you can do that.
0: Yeah, his style too is just, yeah, so distinctive and like just smooth and I don't know. He just makes riding look good. Mm-hmm. He just has yeah. that natural like bike control.
1: Yeah, I'm missing AK footage.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's um, he's still around though. He's just maybe not filming so much lately like he doesn't have any I'm
1: sure I'm sure he's still on it doing his singing stuff but I just don't think he's actively showing it all the time
0: yeah it's pretty crazy to think like that video now is um what is it nine years old if that was Mm -hmm. 2012 so yeah to to put out an opener section to a dvd you know nine years ago like even if even if he's just riding at the skate park now like chilling that's still awesome because like yeah no, you know to put to put out a section that good is such a major accomplishment that like you know how how do you follow that up and it's just got to right. be hard to to keep filming at that same yeah, level I mean,
1: I mean exactly yeah at that same level and Having filmed plenty of previous projects and projects after the fact.
0: And since then, he's put out a know. bunch of really good videos too. This definitely was not like yeah. his one no, and done section. No, it wasn't his last like, hurrah or anything. He did like a bunch of really good edits for claw. He's gone on a bunch of like trip trip filming videos. Like he's, he's still been yeah. killing it since Talk is Cheap.
1: For sure. I remember I think it was uh, I don't know if it was for a specific company or if it was just a dig video. I think it came out in like twenty fifteen. Do you remember?
0: Uh I think I'm drawing a blank. Can you uh, can you refresh my memory on that? A
1: dig um, video. Is it
0: just AK writing?
1: Yeah, I think I think I think Foreign filmed it. Yeah, it was just it was just the AK web video.
0: So, the one where, where Rich Warren films his hands? Yes. Wait, that's every video. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm AK...
1: kidding.
0: Uh, dude, there's the one, the AK and Simone split part.
1: Yeah, it was AKX AK Dig
0: 2015. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, a really
1: AK and Simone one too.
0: That one's awesome too. Yeah. Another foreign video.
1: Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Now I'm watching. On I, I
0: I rewatched. Talk is cheap. Before this, but I figured. Seen that video so many goddamn times that. Yeah. Could definitely recall some uh, some moments. I think I used to watch that video just to like fall asleep for a while like the soundtrack and just like i don't know it yeah. was such like a a calming video it's soothing yeah dude chase the heart section in that uh, I, I don't i didn't check the name of the song but it just like fits his his writing so well it's just like such a smooth like easy listening i want to say it's kind of like an R&B song yeah the I still got it song I'm,
1: tr- I'm trying to think because he had the ender in uh, Let Him Talk. I can't remember the song, but I almost feel like...
0: They fit together, right? They kind of will... It
1: was one of those things where, yeah, they, the his ender from Let Him Talk, that song kind of fit with the Talk is Cheap song.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It... Very, you know what I mean? I'm like, sure you, watched it, you watched it, and it boss. gave you...
1: It gave you nostalgia from his previous section.
0: Yeah, it may, it may have been the same artist.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. But it almost even got me more hyped on the section because, just because it was bringing back memories of his uh, Let Him Talk section.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also what, what stood out to me about Talk Is Cheap is Dak had a hand in filming a lot of that video too. And I yeah. think he's credited as, you know, on the same level like film like filmed by Ryan Navasio and Dakota Roche. And, yeah. Because Dak was there throughout a lot of the filming and he handled uh, I don't even want to say just the a second angles, like he filmed, you know, like the fisheye clips for a lot. Like he was a lot of fisheye, yeah. He's really into the VX at the time.
1: Yeah. I saw I feel like I saw him a couple of months ago. Walking around with the VX on his Instagram story, he's posting about his uh, bringing the VX back out.
0: Really interesting. They make,
1: they're making a comeback. They're making a comeback.
0: Yeah, yeah. The prices are making a comeback too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We've decided to uh to go a different route with the camcorder filming lately. Do you want to talk yep. about the uh the HVX gang that we're uh we're working on?
1: HVX gang. So. <laughs> this all started because I woke up one morning to a random text message from you, not saying anything. It was just a screenshot of a listing on Facebook of a HVX for like 400 bucks. You didn't say anything. You just (laughs) sent a screenshot. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) So then I'm looking at it. And then I just started going like crazy in my head, like 400. Cause like, at this point, I was talking to you a lot about, uh, trying to, you know, set up a, make like a tapeless setup for my VX and go tapeless and start fucking around with that just to try something a bit new and see how it would go. But, but then you send that and I see it. And I'm like, fuck, should I just not do the tapeless? Should I try and find an HVX? Is like, is he telling me something? Is he laughing about it or HVX is good?
0: It was a very like cryptic message. You 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 could read into it a lot of different ways.
1: And I uh you know, I think I saw I saw it when I woke up and then I just like start just writing random shit that I'm thinking. Obviously you're still asleep at this point, so then I just like jump up on my computer and I start going on to like all the secondhand websites I can. Like wallapop uh, eBay, you know, whatever. Just like HVX 200, HVX 200. Or we'll fucking watching YouTube videos about it. And, uh, and then, yeah, you finally wake up and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I saw this on Facebook, whatever. And was it that day that, uh, we talked on the phone?
0: Yeah. You got me to make an offer to the guy. And
1: then, and then, and then yeah, time. so we're on the, we're on the phone and then just like talking basically just talking each other up about it. Like, yeah, you know, it'd be so sick because, you know, it's a big camera. It's not a little, you know, dinky camcorder, handy cam. That's super light. And you got to buy the classic Amazon, you know, handle setup,
0: Or go to home Depot and so, make one out of PVC pipe and elbow joints. And yeah. L brackets. So I think in yeah. more,
1: in, in more ways than another, we were hyped on it. It's a relatively, I mean, the colors are good on it and everything. Uh, you know, similar because it's 3CCD. Three 3CCD. Three
0: yeah, uh, it's CCD similar, similar sensors to the, instead of a CMOS yeah. sensor. What they use on like modern HD cameras. Right. So it has a different Plus kind that. of look to the the colors and the the image processing is vintage period uh so it just yeah it's not as clean so it still polished. has
1: that kind of you know those colors that you you like
0: that you associate with the like VX it, footage
1: and you're not spending and you're not spending thousands of dollars on a HD setup for going to meet up with friends and just filming BMX videos for for fun. So yeah so we're talking about it. I got you to make a an offer while on the phone you accepted later that day i found one i bought it now it's shipping so within a few days we'll then maybe next week we'll both be officially part of the hvx gang
0: yeah i hope so i'm gonna be picking mine up saturday morning i gotta drive to jersey to uh to meet this this character off of facebook (laughs) <laughs> Our first interaction was was so funny. <laughs> um so yeah, the the HVX200 there's definitely some downsides. Um the actual footage, the basically the best settings for the, it, to get the best image quality, it's 720p at 60 frames a second. So most cameras now are at least 1080p 60 frames. Mm-hmm. So a little less resolution, but to me I'm thinking of, about it more as like an upgraded VX that's that's right, digital exactly. and not well that's recording to not tapes. So that's like Yeah, amazing, 720p yeah. I'm totally fine with. Grant Crancy has his opinions. He's every time I like send him like escape video, he's like footage looks like shit, dude. Seven twenty p what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah. And I kind of get it. Like, it's it's not as crisp and clean looking, but, you know. But I mean, it's, come still, up, it's, a, still... it's still a big step up from VX footage by far. Exactly. Like, so, 72060 and also the HVX200. I think the reason they, uh, they haven't climbed in prices like HMC150s or HPXs, they don't record to SD cards. They record to a proprietary Panasonic memory card called a P two card, which, which as far as I know is basically just like a big SD card. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think there's any issues with reliability, but it's just, they never really caught on with like other brands and, you know, SD cards are smaller and, you know, these P two cards, you physically like couldn't fit them into like a small, like mirrorless camera like SD cards mm-hmm. are just a better format yeah, exactly, yeah. for a memory card. Yeah. So the P2 cards kind of died out pretty quickly. And you could still find them used a lot of times if you're buying an HVX200, it'll come with P2 cards already. So Hopefully. this camera that I made the offer on doesn't come with P2 cards, but it comes with like an external recorder that you can just velcro to the camera. It's just like a little a little box that plugs in. And I messaged the guy about the camera I just said, uh, hey, man, I'm interested in the camera. Does it come with any P2 cards? And his response was, good morning. <laughs> no. And that was it. <laughs> no other information. <laughs> so I wasn't very hopeful after that interaction. But once uh, once I started asking him some more questions and, you know, would he take a little bit lower price and when can I meet him? He he warmed up a little bit. But yeah. But yeah, he kind of he gave me the cold shoulder at first.
1: Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, a lot of them, I mean, maybe more of the expensive ones, it's hard to find. I mean, maybe it's not hard, but the P2 cards included definitely raised the price substantially just because of how, I I don't know, I don't think they're rare, but they're more so just expensive alone. Like, uh, I think it was a 32, 32 gig see them go for like 150 normally
0: yeah yeah and you're talking uh u.s dollars right yeah because i think some links you were showing me were in euros and they were around like yeah 100 euros 90 whatever so roughly 150 bucks
1: roughly yeah yeah so when whenever you decide to get your p2 cards and you give me that recorder and i could use that for my 1000.
0: I don't know if it's compatible because I think like, it's specifically for Panasonic for their DVC Pro codec, the like video hmm. encoding format that it uses. I mean, I'll, I'll look into it, but I think yeah. you might have to find out a different because it's a similar concept where I think it just uses like Firewire out of the camera, um, yeah, just into this yeah. little basically like an interface with a hard drive and it's kind of funny like the, the hard drive for my camera this external recorder has less storage than my iphone now it's 100 mm-hmm. gigs which you know <laughs> most people with iphones they're at least 128 gigs maybe 256 so it's definitely yeah, but- it's pretty dated and uh yeah i'm just excited to to film with like the camcorder style camera you know, with the built-in I top handle and, you know, an actual I viewfinder with an eyepiece.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm hoping it, it can be like, you know, kind of this the same feel of using a VX, but without the inconvenience of tapes and capturing and heads wearing out, yeah. getting dirty and all those headaches that go along with, with VX footage.
1: Yeah, I mean, footage. I've been, been watching, watching a lot of videos just on on you know, people setups and like certain settings and menu options and shit like that. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm excited to try something new.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a learning curve. Um, Oh, for sure. I think the HVX200, the low light capability is not amazing, but that's always been something we've been able to work around filming with VXs over the years and you know, in the evening, you know, I've always tried to keep like an on-camera light in my bag to throw on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure we can make it work. There's there's plenty of skate filmers that used them, and uh, you know, I feel like, like this, the HVX 200 is at least a good starting point to see if it's worth putting the money into like an HMC 150 or an HPX yeah. 170. There's there's some different ones, but but those cameras go for like. Even like double what we got these exactly. these uh exactly. hVXs for so I think the compromises are worth it, and maybe down the road we can upgrade, but at least this is a uh a good starting point,
1: yeah, basically it's what you said it's like you know we got we were able to get these cameras you know find decent ones for relatively cheap, and we try them out and see how it goes and if we like it then we upgrade but to out of the gate fucking spend a couple grand or a grand on a hmc 150 setup or something like that it just doesn't not appealing to me because i just do it for fun yeah
0: we're not going to be making too much money off of using these cameras so to me it's hard to justify spending thousands of dollars on the gear
1: and yeah, I think I can can uh, sufficiently live with the harsh fact that it only goes up to 720p.
0: Yeah, and even if you spend the money on an HMC-150 you know, easily 800, 900 bucks, you still are limited to 720, 60 for, yeah. um, for progressive so. scan, which progressive right. is, is kind of... The better option versus interlaced because mm-hmm. you could shoot in 1080 30, but it's interlaced footage so every frame of footage is not a full frame it's basically like every other line gets recorded and then when it plays mm-hmm. back it like it overlaps them and basically interlaced footage uh sucks and progressive is better yeah. that's all you need yeah. to know. So yeah, but, yeah to cam, cam spend life.
1: double the price just for the option of uh progressive over interlaced is not something that out uh, of the gate appeals to me.
0: Oh, so uh uh maybe you misunderstood. The HVX two hundred does shoot uh seven twenty sixty progressive. So oh, it's it it's okay. the same it's the same uh recording yeah. format as the HMC one fifty. Huh, so there there, you, you don't get any benefit from the HMC.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: But yeah, yeah there's so just we'll something about filming with a camcorder when you can just pull it out of your bag I, and just, open the oh, screen God. and it's ready. You don't have to attach mics and I, monitors and I just
1: hate hate so much the little handy cam with the the Amazon handle setup or the homemade one. There's no weight to it. You just fling it all over the place I don't know there's something about holding a big camcorder with a handle that makes you really aggravated because your arm is so sore from holding it trying to film someone get a clip I don't know
0: but yeah I feel like the camcorder too it, it just it works so much better like you said it has the weight so for just handheld filming, it just has yeah. uh, more stability. And, you know, a big thing for me is I, I'm a big fan of filming long lens and the camcorders, like the little handy cams, they'll have like a zoom rocker on it. But it's like yeah. a little piddly like thumb rocker thing that's that's pretty hard to control. Exactly, like, yeah, it's, it's just, just a just, one finger back and forth. It's like this wide.
1: camera, this size of your palm, and you're supposed to try and zoom, you know, smoothly with it, but yet, like you said, like this little, little zoom rocker that like is the size of your pinky, and you're trying to fiddle with it.
0: Yeah, so like the VX is, you know, the bigger camera, it has a big zoom rocker that you can run with two fingers, and it just has a lot more control. It's a lot more comfortable to use and the hvx 200 is the same same style so i'm looking forward to that
1: god damn it i want it to arrive today
0: why can't you ride today
1: i want it to arrive today
0: oh oh, gotcha yeah yeah i almost uh almost got up super early and just like blasted into jersey but the guy (laughs) couldn't meet me today and he was gonna like give it to his friend to give me and that, I don't know. I would just rather meet the guy and not hand off the money to some yeah. intermediary character. Yeah. But you got any plans to ride today? You said, um, Anthony Perrin is back uh, in town again.
1: Yeah. He's uh, staying with rich again. I assume they're probably continuing what they were working on last time he was here, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's a little hard because they're kind of, you know, obviously they're on a on a trip with certain plans in mind and stuff. And uh, also, I don't have a car nor a license yet, so I'm just kind of doing my thing.
0: Gotcha. Well, we'll don't know right license. Today. I thought you um, you <laughs> well,
1: got. It's been a. I mean, I passed the theory and stuff, so now. You know, I think we talked about, like, it's mandatory to... Uh,
0: there's, like, a waiting period, right? Like,
1: like you, you need a certain amount of practice classes, basically. So, right now, I'm in the process of waiting for the school to have an available teacher that I can do practices with. But it's just so crazy booked now that there's no free free schedules for me. So, it's just been almost like a month now since maybe a month and a half since I passed my theory to now where I'm still just waiting to at least get in a car to start the practice so that within at least the first if not the second uh day of car practice I can already say like you know I've been driving I guess the teacher will see like I know how to drive it's not like my first time or anything I'm ready for the exam and then get a date for the exam. But even then it's a month and a half to get a a date for the exam.
0: So I feel like if they did that process here in the U S so many, like so fewer people, people would just even have a license, which would be for the better. Like, I feel like there's so many shit drivers on the road that make make my life miserable and cause accidents. And yeah, maybe we should, uh, should institute some of these policies. Dude, so they'll give oh, anybody man, a license so... here. All you got to do is show up I know. and uh, not crash, and you get a license.
1: I wish it was like that here, honestly.
0: You take that – I mean, yeah, in your position, yeah, <laughs> you wish you didn't have to jump through all the hoops. But yeah. for society, I think it's, it's better.
1: Because, I mean, there it's like, what, you turn 18, and you can take a road test, right?
0: Yeah, so it, it's been a while, but I recall that – Like drivers,
1: that is optional if you want your license at 17.
0: Yeah. So when you're 17, you're eligible to take your permit test, which is like Mm -hmm. a joke of a written test where you just show up at the DMV, you answer like 20 multiple choice questions like, what do you do at a red light? How far can you park from a fire hydrant? Uh, You know, what does, what do you do at a left turn? Like, you know, you, you look through a little pamphlet for like Just 10 minutes before like you take the test and you'll questions. pass it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a joke. So that's, but dude, it's... that's when you're 17 and that allows you to drive with a parent or guardian or yeah. I think somebody over the age of 21 or to, or, uh, to work or school. I, I think, think you're
1: allowed, yeah, to work or school you're eligible.
0: Yeah, so when I had my permit, I uh, probably drove maybe a little more than I was supposed to, but obviously if you're a good driver and if you're uh you're comfortable and uh maybe stretching the truth if you get pulled over you you can drive Perfect. at 17 with a permit and just oh yeah. sorry officer um i'm going to school <laughs> i'm i'm going to work um i'm late i yeah. have to you know the the rules are relatively relatively light as long as you didn't like crash the car or something you're not going to get in trouble for it But then when you turn 18, that's when you're eligible to take your, your full exam to your, your road test to get your license and you just show up at the DMV schedule a time you drive for like 15 minutes with uh with the instructor and they just, they make you drive around the block wherever you're taking the test. They make you like wait at a stop sign and like the hardest thing that the fucks people up is like the parallel parking which uh-huh. should be pretty, pretty common sense to most people. Like, and they don't even make you parallel park between two things. Like for me, yeah, I it was just I
1: did it on a random,
0: on just a random block with a curb. Yeah. And yeah. I even, I even kind of blew the first attempt. I like, I did the parallel parking, but I was like two or three inches away from the curb. And the lady was like, ah, you can just try again. And then the <laughs> second time, you know, I nailed it.
1: See, like, I had a, a similar uh, instance where, you know, up to the point of, like, me having a parallel park, I was like, I'm golden. I, I have no points taken off at this point. Like, you know, I'm chilling. So then when it came to the parallel park, I was like, what I really don't want to do is hit the curb because I feel like hitting the curb is going to be way worse point deduction than being far away from it. So, you know, I went and I parallel parked and I wasn't right next to it. I was a little far. It's like the instructor op- instructor opens the door, looks, you know, like, oh, okay, it could be a little closer. And then that was it. I just left. I just did kind of a, a half-ass, <laughs> a little far away parallel park and then left. Awesome. And I got, I, in total, I just got five points off for being a little too far away in the parallel park.
0: Yeah, I think you did better than me. I think I lost 10 points. Yeah. Actually, I started my road test uh in like the big DMV parking lot and I turned a corner too sharp and I drove over like a parking space <laughs> and the driving instructor was like like kind of freaked out on me. She was like, "How dare you drive over the parking space? You know, what if there was a car there?" You know, oh I've God. failed people for worse than that. And that was the start of my test. So I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm going to fail now. Like, this sucks. But I still went through with the test. And like, from that point on, I like was not even sweating it. Like, I was like, oh, she's probably going to fail me. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And I still passed. I think I lost five points for the the parking space incident. And then the five points for like parallel parking too far from the curb. So I... You know, and I think what's, do you remember what the limit is for points? Like, I think it's like think 30. 30, yeah, 30. So yeah, you can like fuck up a lot on your road test and you still get a license at the end.
1: Yeah. And there's I mean, not even a written side. I mean,
0: there's just the, the practical, like drive of the instructor right. prove that you can operate an automatic transmission vehicle. Dude,
1: it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so challenge. easy.
0: And your road test is on a manual transition and sp- uh, transmission in Spain, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, last time I was back in New York, uh, I would have Jason come to my house a few times, and I would just hop in his. Uh, I mean, at the t- couple times in his uh, GTO. I don't know if you saw it. His red GTO.
0: No, I haven't seen a it.
1: I mean, he sold it at this point, but it was a short shift. So. I mean, me not being so at that time being the most comfortable with a, uh, you know, driving manual transmission, I was like, it was just such a awkward, weird feeling. But then later he sold it and stuff, and then I drove his Miata and I mean, I understand it perfectly. And like obviously Jason driving it since ever you know, manual transmission, like he was able to give me some pointers and tips and stuff. So it helped a lot. And I don't know. I think I'm, uh, good enough to be able to pass in, in that regard of like, I don't think I'll really be fucking up the gears.
0: Yeah. I think, um, but. it takes like years of driving manual transmission, to where it becomes second nature, and you can be like really smooth yeah. with it. But as long as you don't like stall out or like leave the car coasting Even, in neutral, I think you're you're pretty safe with like the road test kind of thing. Like,
1: and you, and like here, like how we were you talking about the points and stuff? Like, I get exactly how it works, but they're broken up into two categories of like, uh, like grave mistakes, and then kind of like. I don't know, uh, you know, parking too far away on a parallel park or something, you know. So you have your two where obviously like the parallel park one is like getting a, a mistake in that category is super low. And to to fail in that respect, you need to do a lot of things that add up. And then I feel like me having driven for eight years. To make something in like the grave mistake area, I feel like is hopefully, you know, not really going to happen just because it's not like I'm a new driver. Like, Oh, red means go right. I go through this life.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think you'll be fine. I think there's so, like we'll a see. few things like you said that are like probably automatic fails. Like in the United States, if you like run a red light or like drive up yeah. onto the curb on the sidewalk or something, that's an automatic like 30 points and you're out but minor just, minor mistakes like now, like, happen.
1: like if you were to take a road test now i think you would do really well you know i would hope so say so, like i mean i just feel like it's a lot of little things like okay yeah obviously i know how to per- put my blinker on i know how to turn i know how to look at my mirrors i know like You've been driving so long, all of this stuff is kind of second nature. Obviously, it's different when you develop bad habits. But
0: Yeah, I think they should actually train people how to use their phone properly when they're driving because everybody's going (laughs) to do it. So they should just have like a standard technique and like some regulations on it because, dude, you drive down the highway and you like peer over into like passing cars. Everyone Dude, everyone's got you they're not they're not always like, you know, typing an essay, but like just changing the music or sending a quick like yeah. okay I don't think is the worst thing in the world, but but yeah, don't text and drive. Yeah. Unless you're good at it. Or you're at a red light.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, unless you've got anything else you want to touch on. Uh, I want, I'm going to head out pretty soon to go ride Brooklyn yeah. with, uh, Justin Bentian. He hit me up that he's visiting this week. So I got to go do a little bit of driving myself. I'm like an hour, a good hour from the city. Yeah. So you got any riding plans Should today? You're still figuring it out?
1: Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. We'll see. It's pretty fucking hot out.
0: Oh yeah, so what's what's the uh, what's the situation in uh, Mallorca right now? Eighties Fahrenheit.
1: I want to say we're in a heat wave right now because it's been pretty hot already. Like, I want to say upper eighties.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's getting toasty.
1: But I mean, to be June seventeenth, already upper eighties. I feel like hopefully it's a heat wave because if it continues this trend, I'm gonna. I don't know. i have to be an only night rider.
0: Yeah. yeah, I did some night riding last night, and that was uh, definitely a nice change of pace. But we're in a little bit of like a cold spell for June yeah. in uh, New York right now. It's been like low 70s the last week, and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. not going to last. We're going to be sweating bullets soon. There's no avoiding it. July especially nope. is when we get hit hard.
1: But it is what it is.
0: Exactly. So yeah, Instagram. Should we go through the uh should we go through the plug?
1: The Instagram plug. You can take it away.
0: Gotcha. So yeah, follow Austin on Instagram. Austin <laughs> underscore Mazer. Because he, cool. he doesn't he doesn't want to say it himself. Uh you can cool. follow me on Instagram at Jay with three E's. And uh, there's a podcast Instagram where we just do like a little post when a new episode goes up. And that's at Sore Losers BMX Podcast. And we're actually going to have Denny Pascasio coming on the podcast for next week. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. He's uh, another awesome East Coast writer. Wrote uh, for the take, TJD. Uh, Merit affiliate, Whammo yeah. affiliate, just an all around awesome guy. He's got his own like vocabulary that's amazing. Yeah, that uh, I I don't think shred I can biscuits. hang with, but dude, he's got like the shred biscuit lingo. That's amazing. He's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then yeah, lastly, just thank you to uh, to Rose Parade and my friend Matt Dardano for the yep. intro song. And yeah, that's about it. Go ride your bike.
1: Yep, I will just say I, the Skate Pro Bcn trip video will be dropping relatively soon, and then also the other video I've been working on will be dropping relatively soon.
0: That's so gotcha, I gotcha. The podcast already ended within
1: within the next so within the next couple of weeks. At least one of the two will be out. Gotcha. Not sure which one
0: yet. Yeah, unfortunately, the podcast has already ended, so no one's going to hear that. Well, damn. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'll I'll, I'll throw this in. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. No rules. No rules. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Go ride your bike.